At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. The long ball weekend at Bet River Sportsbook. You can win a $25 free bet whether your players go deep or punch out. During the free bet, place a $25 bet on any player to a home run in each of this weekend's Yankees White Sox series. You must make the home run bet in all three games of the series during the free bet. See the site for details. Make your bets today on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. All right, let's start this hour talking a little NFL, and we'll do so with a professional poker player. Say what? Yeah, uh, David Baker. Uh, is a professional poker player, but he's also excellent at betting the NFL, specifically the contest here in Las Vegas. He and his partner took down the Super Contest and almost won circa million a couple of years ago at the same exact time, and he is kind enough to uh, be up early with us here on a Friday morning. David, thanks for the time today. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Thank you for having me. I always uh, love talking with you guys, NFL football. I've enjoyed our segments in the past, and um little early to be discussed in NFL, but it feels like NFL season's 12 months a year these days. So yeah. um, they keep it in the forefront of all of our minds. So, you know, why not dive in and maybe look for some early value? Sure. And let's do that right here. And again, like you said, it is only, I mean, it's Friday the 13th today in May. So we have a long time to go before kickoff. You know, we're, we're not going to expect people to go out there and pound these games and books won't let you get down a zillion dollars anyway. But you know what we're saying here. Uh, did anything jump out to you with the numbers that were sent out for week one? Um, I mean, I, I looked a little bit at week one, but I tried to just take an overview of of everything as a whole from the, the schedule release and kind of looking at it in segments. Um, you know, as far as your initial question, week one, one thing I did notice was that a lot of the better teams were on the road. Um, by better teams, I mean better teams in the matchups. There were a lot of home, there were a lot of home dogs. Um, so I have to really kind of sit down and think about what I want to assess a home field advantage this year. Um, each year it's kind of been coming down and almost been non-existent. The road teams have, have fared well. So kind of try to see what, you know, the number is is kind of telling us that that they think home field advantage is. And if I think it's on, you know, the plus or minus side of that. Um, one game that kind of stuck out, I thought I, the Bengals were – under a touchdown favorite at home versus the Steelers. And uh, I mean, I know it's a division rival, but um, you know, you're either going to have a first, first game, first year, Kenny Pickett or a Mitch Trubisky in a new system for Pittsburgh and Cincinnati kind of owned Pittsburgh last year. So I, I, I kind of, that one kind of jumped out to me a little bit. Um, and uh, also I kind of like the Vikings this year in general and, and they're, they're a small home dog versus the Packers. So I think those two were the were the game week one lines that kind of jumped out to me. But just the overall feel of trying to assess what I'm going to do about home field advantage this year, because it's going to get an early start week one with a lot of road dogs. To your point, David, there are 10 home dogs in week one. Ten. Yeah. I, I can't imagine we've had very many years in, in the past mm-hmm. where we could say that. 
Yeah, and I'm not sure if that was a concentrated effort by the schedule makers or not. But I mean, obviously, if you have, um, you know, a road favorite, then that's really going to bring, you know, that that that's usually a closer game. Um, you know, when you have the home favorites, that's that's the better team and they're at home. This time you have the better team and they're on the road. So that kind of neutralizes it a little bit. Um, I could see them making a concerted effort to do that just to just to try to have the most competitive games possible week one. Um, obviously, they've done a great job. They gave us some amazing primetime games in week one. So, I mean, obviously, the, you know, Russell Wilson back to Seattle. You got the Bills Rams and, um, you know, uh, I think it's Cowboys Bucks. So, week one's going to be amazing. They came out guns a-blazing, which, um, you know, the NFL owns owns the sports world anyway. So, it's not really surprising. You mentioned the Vikings. Are there another team you're high on this year or another team you're looking to fade when you took a look at the schedule and, and how how it fell? Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I'll give you a couple teams from each conference because that's kind of how I like to look at it. I actually try to I, – I think the best value personally that I can find is is kind of in the, in the divisions. Um, on the NFC side, the one team that I really like and – I think it really gets a boost by the early schedule is the Eagles. Um, obviously, I wish, you know, would have been on them before draft day. They had a great draft and, and getting A.J. Brown. I'm sure their odds are lower, but I think they're like two and a half to one to win the the NFC. What is it? NFC East yep. and Cowboys are basically even money. And looking at the, the first half of the schedule, the Eagles get off to a pretty good start as far as the teams that they're playing. They have a fairly easy schedule, I think, at the beginning. And Cowboys kind of have a tougher schedule. So um, something that I like to do is, you know, if I have a spot like that is I could take the Eagles and if I change my mind, you know, week three, four, five, you might even be able to get off the other side. You know, if um, and the, and I was on your show last year and we discussed the Titans versus the Colts. That was uh, my you know, my my favorite preseason play was the Titans to win that division. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was basically because the Colts had an impossible first five games and the Titans had a, a cakewalk. So I could kind of reassess, you know, week four or five after, you know, we get off to a lead and you can get the comeback on the other team if you want, if you're if you don't like your position or you can just write it out. So I'm thinking that's what I might want to do with the with the Eagles is kind of play them and, and kind of see how it falls out the first few weeks. I I think Jalen Hurts made some strides. Um, I don't necessarily – I'm not positive that he's ready to, you know, take them, you know, deep into the playoffs, but I do think that he's a good regular season quarterback, and I love A.J. Brown. So the addition of A.J. Brown, the lines are are super strong. They both – they have good offensive and defensive lines. So I'm looking at the Eagles. I mean, if you look at that early season schedule, the Lions, uh, you know, Washington, Jacksonville, the Cardinals are average. I mean, the Vikings I really like, but they're at home. So um, I think they can get off to a pretty good start. And I think the Cowboys get off to a pretty tough schedule with the the Bucks. And um, I'm not even sure who they play gate week two, maybe the Packers or somebody like that. So it's Cowboys have a tough start. Eagles have an easy start. So you're getting two and a half to one on the Eagles. I don't really think the Giants or Washington's going to be a contender this year. So. Um, I kind of see that as a two-horse race, so why not, you know, take a a nice little flyer there. Tampa, Cincinnati, Rams, Philly, four of the first six for the Cowboys. Yeah, so that's kind of what what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if if the Cowboys could easily get off to a, you know, two and four, three and three type start. So 
you know, we're getting two and a half to one. The Eagles might be a game or two up on the Cowboys, um, you know, going into the game. And the week six game is in Philly. So I would expect Philly to be either favored or, you know, just a small dog there. So mm-hmm. um, if you if you don't like your spot with the Eagles, you can get off them probably at a, at a decent price. You can get on the Cowboys right before the Cowboys go into their cakewalk part, which is Lions, Bears, by. So that's kind of where I would lean to. Um, on the AFC, I mean, on the NFC side, kind of my stronger early season leans would be, you know, Eagles to win the East. Okay. Yeah. And to your point, by the way, that's one number that stood out to me in week one, David, they're four on the road against the Lions. The Lions could be a three win team again this year. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I think the public really got fooled, not really fooled, but I mean, the, the Lions were feisty at home last year and, and later in the year, but I mean, when it comes down to it, they do lack talent. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I like the Eagles there. If I remember correctly, deep in late in the year, the Eagles did kind of lambaste the the Lions. So um, that did in fact happen. Yep. Yeah, I think we were on that one as well um, last year. So I think I had the Eagles in that one in a round, and um, I, I think I will probably go back there as well. But. Um, you know, be careful. One thing I would advise is just just be careful in your opinions. And sometimes we get too stuck on on something. Um, you know, anything I say today, there's there's still a training camp. There's still injuries that are going to happen. There's mm-hmm. trades. There's whatever. There's a lot of things that are going to be happen going to happen. So, you know, when you say it, you you kind of want to stick to your convictions. But I, I don't really like necessarily when when a sportscaster or something be like, well, this was my preseason prediction, so I'm going to stick with it. It's like, well, no, you have new information. So if you have new information, use that new information and don't necessarily get stuck in. Be willing to come off of your opinion. You know, but, it's um, kind of yep. my thought on that. In, in the like 90 seconds that we have in this segment here, uh, you mentioned the two NFC teams. Which AFC teams are you going to be high on? Well, I feel like the AFC is much more difficult. There are too um, many of them, yeah. I think there are just too many teams. So um, I'm not really looking at anything big from there, but I do think that the I'm going to go on the opposite side of what I liked last year. And I, I like the Colts to win the South. They're about even money. And I think the Colts uh, with Matt Ryan are going to be a lot better. And the Titans... Uh, you know they were a little exposed near the end of the year, and they they lost they lost their weapons. Um, no AJ Brown, no Julio Jones, who we thought was going to be good. He ended up not being so good. But um, I think the Colts at even money is a pretty nice pretty nice buy right now. And also they get off the gate uh, quickly. They play Houston and Jacksonville first mm-hmm. two weeks. So um, Matt Ryan gets a chance to get his feet wet and learn the system with a couple of cakewalks. So. Um, I think the Colts are are kind of the team that I like uh, as far as a division winner. Uh, I really don't have a, a winner of the AFC in general just because I think there's 10 teams that can win it. So yeah. I, I do like the Colts there, though. Yeah. All right. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Are you cool to hang around for a few more minutes? We want, we want to ask you a couple of things about the World Series of Poker and what has changed for that event this year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm, okay. uh, I'm here with you guys for another segment. So, yep. Big changes, uh, Paulie, with the venue shifting from the Rio to Bally's now, and that's going to be right in the dead, you know, heart of the strip mm-hmm. and what that's going to mean. Um, so it is follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, more with professional poker player. He's dynamite betting the NFL, David Baker, coming up here and follow the money. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Ben Hayes, one of the lead cappers over at Winners and Winers, had a good career so far, and he's hot with his Major League Baseball plays, 61% this year. If there's a play today he likes on the card, you can get it by texting VSEN to 320-350-3500. Ben's huge MLB play text VEASAN 320-350-3500, winnersandwiners.com. All right, we continue here with David Baker, professional poker player. And uh, we talked NFL with him last segment because he and his partner won the 2020 Westgate uh, Super Contest. And at the same time, they almost won Circa Millions here at Circa. So when it comes to the World Series of Poker, though, later on this month, can you tell us about the changes where this was off the strip for many, many years at the old Rio now it moves over to Bally's. You had to put up with, you know, the pandemic year and the event getting moved all around the spot. Uh, poker players, how badly they want to come back here and play. But then what that means for that location to be right in the middle of everything and the boulevard there could be so damn busy. Yeah, I mean, I think the prevailing sentiment is that we're all um, cautiously optimistic. Um so, yeah, we're going to be at Bally's in Paris this year. It's going to – I'm not exactly sure how the room layouts are going to be, but uh, I think it's day one morning events will be in one conference center and, you know, day two will be in the, – the afternoon events will be in another and then day two and day three will be in a different one um, set up like a studio and, and things. I've talked with with um, Mori Eskandari, who is the uh, Poker Go, who's going to – he televises – uh, or streams uh, like 20 of the final tables. And he said that we're going to be very, very happy with, with the move. He's seen the layout and he's very happy with it. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a go. I mean, obviously the one, the one big issue is, is the strip and the traffic. Um, so obviously that's our big concern, but you know, if I have to wait an extra five minutes and I have a better environment to play and uh, better food options and, if you bust out, you can go across the street to the, you know, Bellagio down the street to the win or, you know, the Aria. That's pretty good, too. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, last year we had it in November um, because of the pandemic, and that really wasn't good for me. I had my worst World Series ever, and I think mm. it was just because of football mostly. And, uh, you know, the weather was great. I wanted to golf. The, the, the football was going on, you know, three, four days a week. So this year, the summer's the summer's the best time for the World Series. I mean, there you really there's there's nothing going on sports wise. I mean, I love baseball, but kind of the doldrums of the summer. So basketball's one game a night for the finals. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, you know, moving on the strip, we'll, we'll see how it works out. But I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. How how does that impact the cash games? And do you, will you play a lot in the cash games? And can you share with our listeners just how how big those are and how many Guys are playing those and throwing money around. I mean, cash games are going to be as big as you want them. I mean, that's basically how it is. Um, I live here in Vegas now, and I play I play cash like five days a week. So I'll probably take a little wow. break from the cash games for tournaments. In fact, I mean, I haven't slept yet. I, I <laughs> came directly from my cash game here to uh, home to talk to you guys, and then I'm going to take a little nap and – uh, you know, go back at it uh, this evening. But um, I think the cash game scene, you know, it's, it, it'll be great. I mean, we didn't have an international presence last World Series, and then the World Series before that got canceled. So now we're really, everybody's going to be excited to come in and, um, you know, throw some chips around. So, how, how many events will you play 
And I see Daniel Legrano's doing something where to help interest and also to help good sweat. People can buy a percentage of them, get take a piece of them. But it also can help maybe help your bankroll because there's so many damn events. And if you think you have an edge, you're going to play and give it a shot. But how many events do you think you'll play and do you sell pieces of yourself? I'll probably play about 25 to 30 events. Uh, you know, kind of basically depends on how, you know, I'm liking the the venue. Um but I play all the mixed game events and then uh, some of the big, some of the no limit events. But those are the more big field, three, four, five, ten, twenty thousand person events. Um, I haven't decided how much of that I'm going to play. Uh, I, I sell mm-hmm. to just a select few people, honestly. Uh, I love what Daniel does. He get generates interest from a lot of people, but I do sell a little bit. But it's more just because you know, my friends want to sweat and root for me and, and they were there for me on my way up and took pieces of me when I was an unproven player. So I kind of like to reciprocate and give them, you know, a good deal now that I've, you know, proven that I'm worthy. And it's kind of just a little payback for me for, you know, them just believing in me, you know, years and years ago. Very nice. But um, Yeah. I love what Daniel does though, because it does draw outside interest from, you know, casual poker players. Um, him and I both run separate fantasy leagues for for the World Series of Poker. He oh. runs a big one, and I run a small one. And mine gets like five, six, seven hundred people. If you want to follow me on Twitter, cool. Um, it's AU David B. I'll you know send out details when it gets a little bit closer in a couple weeks. But I do a little um, kind of DFS style nice. um, poker thing where I assign values to each player, and then you build the two hundred dollar. Uh, team of eight players and you just sweat them for the entire world series okay. and uh you know big prizes the last time i ran it it was like 600 people and so um it's a lot of fun and it just generates interest from casual players so we, we're just trying to grow the game i'm 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 with daniel on on a lot of you know helping to grow the game and and really you know i like to give back um you know to the poker world the poker world is you know gets a bad rap for some things but um, it's a good group of people for the most part, and uh, it's kind of given me the life that I have now. I mean, if it wasn't for poker, I wouldn't have the freedom and the the capability of doing things like, you know, I do with you guys and things like that. So I like to give back and help try to leave for the, you know, next generation of poker players, a, you know, a, a good environment to play in and and more people coming in and enjoying our game. Well, how about this? Paulie has always said, and if Paulie ever has a kid, he's going to steer him to become a poker player and say, you're not going to go to college. I'm not going to pay for your tuition. That's that's crazy. Be a poker player. Uh, would you buy into that that sort of theory with uh, parents who have young kids? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> the poker world is tough, and it's it's even tougher right now. I mean, when I came up, you could get by with – I mean, on one side, it was a lot easier back then because – It was a moneymaker days, though. This was when the moneymaker yeah. effect happened. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, if you had the talent back in those days, just the innate talent, you could you could really do well in poker. Today, it's gotten a lot more technical, just like yeah. with everything. I mean, in football, you know, those coaches were out there. They had, you know, it was a feel whether they felt like they could make it on fourth down. Now there's analytics that say, yeah. you know, you're going to make it 58.7%, and these guys are putting their jobs on the line going with the numbers. And that's kind of how poker is turned. Um you know, it's a lot more analytical, but there's a lot more information out there. If you want to become a better poker player, you want to learn. You can learn the right way early. Um, there are some amazing courses um, mm. that just walk you through, uh, you know, the analytical part of poker. 
but I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm old school. I'm still, you know, more of a fly by the seat of my pants with a little math based and, and a little theory based in there. But, you know, I'm kind of like a bridge between the old school and the new school. So, um, that's kind of how I do, but it's really, really tough these days, uh, to make it in poker. So I would definitely not advise young people to do it, but if you are going to do it, it's, you know, you need to treat it like a full-time job. You know, there are courses, there are things online that you can do, you can practice, um, you can study. And, uh, I mean, you, and there are opportunities out there to make, you know, have a really great life and make uh, a lot of money playing poker. You can follow him on Twitter again if you're interested there to play those uh, fantasy poker leagues for the World Series at AUDavidB. Uh, thanks for staying up early with us today, David. We appreciate it, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and uh, hopefully I get to come back on a little closer to uh, NFL. Yep, yep. Have a good summer. You we'll talk it. you down the, down the road for sure. Well done. Well, I mean, poker was red hot Thank there. You. Thank you. Well, you for had, many, many well, years. Well, you had yeah. rounders. You had moneymaker effect. It was cool. It was on ESPN. It was on right. ESPN would show it nonstop, too. And then when the World Series of Poker came around, you had guys who just didn't mind. I want to rub elbows with Baker, Ivy, Negrano, whatever. I don't mind losing money. When do you think it peaked? Was it uh, mid to late uh, 2000s, or did it carry over to, like, you know, eight, seven, eight, ten years ago? They're still getting good numbers with the main event. Yeah, uh, they but will. You also got a lot of celebrities that were playing, and uh, uh-huh. that still happens. I would say. I mean, it was huge yeah. for during that stretch from Moneymaker and what it turned into there for a couple of years after that. It was absolutely. And then, yeah. obviously, before. The tough call. Black, before before Black, Black Friday. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. That was a game changer, too. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like the advice. Tough racket nowadays. Well, now it is, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, though. I mean, you just said, oh, all these fishes that would come to town. I'm mm-hmm. all talked about that many times. Up all night playing. They're the big games. I mean, guys would just come down. They don't know what they're doing. Right. But they see it on TV. It wasn't just ESPN. It was on Fox. It was poker for a oh. stretch. It was on four networks. When was Rounders made? Was that late 90s? Probably like 98, 99? There was a reference to that. Like just, I think it's a Worm who says just checks upon checks. You're taking Jack these. Jack Raisin Tourists? Yeah, Tourists. Yeah. The, the entire time. Yeah. They have no idea what they're in for. I mean, it makes sense. You you play golf with Phil Mickelson or Tiger Woods. You don't care if you'd lose, right? But the opportunity to do that, yeah, you right. can you do can that say, with Ivy and Negrano. Yeah, right. So. That's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Hey, when did that come? Uh, came out in 98, it says. Okay, that makes that makes some sense then. All right, it's Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We will recap last night's betting action. We had a couple of doozies in there with win some, lose some. Coming up next. Big wins at DraftKings. DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games. Blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer table games. And this week, they paid out some huge wins. A player bet $20 and won over 100000 on Grand Spin. Another bet $10 and won over 61000 on Go Fish. Download the app today, and new customers can claim a deposit bonus up to $2,000. Plus, DraftKings starts you off with $50 in free credits just for signing up. Download the DraftKings Casino app. Use code VEASAN to claim this offer. Casino.DraftKings.com for full details. Time for win-lose. 
Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Jeff Seeley, I see you. Munoz, first round leader. 60 70 to 1 cast yesterday. And a lot of people tailed him on that one. Great job if you did. That's a monster hit. Guy went out there and shot a 60 right away in the morning. <laughs> yeah. A 12 under. <laughs> to cash it as high it. as 85 to 1 from what I saw. Yep, you know? yep. One guy responded to Jeff on Twitter. He grabbed 85 to 1. Heat to win in 6, plus 475. Heat Sixers series to go over 5.5 games, minus 175. Heat minus a game and a half, plus 115. Third period overs, 25 and 2 run in hockey. One loser last night. Finally, uh, only one goal in the third period of the Toronto game. Bruins, every third period's gone over in the series, 6-0. Favorites the last two nights, 7-0 in hockey. Blues to win in six, 5-1. Road teams in MLB, 7-1 last night. Orioles, plus 175. NBA, dogs, 4-0 straight up the last two days. Suns, Mavs under, 214, down to 211.5, 113-86. For that series to go the distance... That was plus 215. And speaking of that, Drake bet the Toronto-Tampa series to go seven for $400,000. He put he got three to one on it, and that cashed with Tampa's overtime win. Oh, the saves Vasilevsky was making. And Toronto just can't find a way to win a playoff series. Can't do it. It's right there. I, I can't get over how entertaining that overtime stanza was. You're right. He was a brick wall. Toronto had countless opportunities there to beat him. I thought the second period of Game 5 was as good as it gets, too. thought it was crazy. That's a great series. Oh, it is. Subscribe. Be part of the team. Beeson.com, our radio and podcast friends. Always to see the video. Speaking of hockey, the dog has no problem here. He's got the stick in his mouth. Comes right up. Oh, we'll mix sports. Who puts the ball in the cup that's in the net. Walks away. Piece of cake. I mean, come on. Look at this. Drops his stick. I'll do it again if you want Scoreboard time? Sure. Yeah, look at it. Yeah. You no happy problem. now, pal? It's where's a walk-off. My, where's my treat? It's a walk-off. Yeah. And then the smile. No big deal. Bring it in for the real thing. Dogs and cats. We can love one another. Just enough room for the cat to sneak in there on the bed, which is under the chair. He's looking around, but okay, no problem. I got room Chilly for you. Outside. Time to warm up a little bit here. Come on, pal. I got room for you. Lose some. Eight first period unders in a row now in hockey. Are you kidding me? After the 21-3 and three run, now eight straight unders? It flips once in a while, Paulie. Yeah, there you go. Lose some. Harden and the 76ers. Harden did it again. Another embarrassing exit. Some of the stuff, it's, it, it, it boggles the mind, right? It's beyond my level of comprehension. Uh, Two shots in the second half for Harden. There, there's, there's nothing good to say about the 76ers. Nothing. Kevin O'Connor had a good tweet. I'd be shocked if Doc is back. What's Harden's future following this embarrassment? Can they flip Harris? Can they add shooting without Bassets? Does Maxi take another leap? Embiid's 28 in his prime. Maury must operate with urgency. I don't think there's any way Doc comes back. I'll tell you that right now. Just how he acted with you know, I can't get over how big of a he, he sounds no like, one no one expected us to do anything. He when sounds I got like a child. Oh my god. You're supposed to be again the leader of this basketball team. That and uh, I've done a great job. I worked my ass off. Again, you're going to go to the well with this? Yeah. Uh, no, Nobody expected anything. That's because you're the coach again. They, they didn't expect anything because you're, you're no good. Yeah. 
Harden didn't get to the line. What was that? Now, first, first, first time he's time? ever played 40 plus minutes and ever got to the free throw. God, another up under with his prop too. 11 points, two shots in the second half. Uh, lose some. Sam Howell now with the Commanders. Look at this. He only eats chicken. Never tried a burger or a steak and won't eat seafood. He orders chicken tenders at steakhouses. How many of them have that? And, and brings his own tenders to team dinners. I think you'd be surprised at how some steakhouses for would, an appetizer would bend over backwards for their customers. Yeah, some of the stuff that I've heard. But this is just uncanny. I mean, you you you're, you're in your twenties. You've never had any desire to try anything else. You don't want to king crab. I get it. Some some people are allergic to seafood. I get it. So okay, then wipe right. that off. But if you're not, I don't. I don't. Do you have any idea what you're missing out on? You don't have a cheeseburger. You don't go to Shake Shack. You never want to try in and out? How boring. Oh, my God. Come on. Same meal for every... I, mean, every... I couldn't even be the guy's friend. <laughs> yeah. No good. Uh, this is no good. This is uh, a house on stilts in North Carolina. Zillow said it was going for over 300000 Well, that's... Yeah. There Maybe some wishful thinking. Yeah. Bye-bye. That's it. Falls down into the ocean. Out you go. Out to sea. And that's all she wrote. So is this like art now where somebody would say, this is worth more? I'll <laughs> yes. give you 500000 for it right now. Yeah. It's like when someone, a musician, well-known musician dies, then the, this goes yeah. crazy now what happens. Yeah, that is tough to watch. One bad beat, Oilers-Kings, first period over. McDavid scores a minute in the game. Beautiful goal. King fell asleep on the wraparound. That was it. Nothing the rest of the way. And they extend the series. Win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now with code 250MATCH. Learn more, BetRivers.com. I thought we were going to go four for four last night where we're going to have four game sevens on Saturday. But uh, very dis- – I couldn't believe the Wild. Because they, they were dominant in game two and game three. And then they get okay. – uh, I mean, St. Louis took them apart last year. Yeah. Time. I'm not going to say I'm surprised they lost because it was a pretty close series and the Blues are good. But to your point, they came out of the gates as if it did not look like their season was on the line. Yeah. That's a major indictment. Um, I know our buddy Paul Charchian, who comes on during the football season every year, uh, fantasy Football Hall of Famer, lives in Minneapolis. He was going scorched earth on the team last night during the game. Couldn't believe what he was watching. Wow. And I don't blame him. Well, at one point, I mean, it's not the be-all, end-all, but they were dominating with shots on goal. But then the, Talbot gave up the soft one. The easy start. one, right? Yeah. And, uh, man, that was all she wrote. I think that was the third shot of the game for the Blues. And it got by him like that. Yeah. And never corrected after that point. Good job by Edmonton. They blew a two-goal lead but came back. To win and force a game seven. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 6 2 LA in game seven. But that's the road team has won four of the six games there. They're as high as a 225 favorite in game seven. Carolina, small favorite against Boston. The home teams won every game. And then the big one with Toronto yeah. and Tampa. Any thoughts tonight? How many teams will we see a game seven? I think Dallas can force a game seven. Florida should punish Washington. But oh, I don't know. Play I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, How do you come right. on? Washington's got to be demoralized. They have to. Yeah, but they, they've they been right. The they've been right two. there the whole time. What if they get out to a quick two nothing lead well, again tonight? Yeah, that can change. In the Ranger game, I, I won't. I, you could you could tell me anything in the Ranger game. I can't believe they're favored. I don't care if Crosby's out or not. <laughs> yeah, but the guy who's in net, the man with the third string guy. Yes, well, he's been solid. He's been all right. Yeah, it's about Igor. I don't know what I'm going to get out of Igor. The, the game that I have no idea about is the Kings Oilers game again. That that could mm-hmm. be seven one Edmonton or it could be four nothing Kings. Honestly, that can go anyway. You have news on who's doing the game tonight? Bucks, Celtics? Yeah. How about this? I was going to tease it, but we'll do oh, it right sorry. now. Nice. It's all right. 
Well, I, we could give every single person watching the show right now one guess, and they would know who, they would know who the referee's going to be. They would know. Game six in Milwaukee, Buck Celtics, Scott Foster's on the game. His nickname is the extender. Well, also his history going back. Again, it's mathematically impossible. You are talking about sizable underdogs every single time. He is awesome when it comes to the road team. He had a stretch. You know about the Chris Paul, which is he's lost 50. Can you imagine if he's on Game 7 Sunday? Oh, he, might, he very well that might is, be. That's in play. Sure mm-hmm. it is. But Chris Paul has lost, what, 15, 14 straight playoff games officiated by Foster? He had that epic run for a couple years where he was like 11, 12 in a row, road team outright. Oh, yeah. That's, that's oh, NBA playoffs. You're talking about a, probably on average a six-point dog. Sure. So he had that going for a while. He still has the Chris Paul thing going. Yep. And they call him the extender because whenever they want a series to go one more game, they're like, "Put let's put Scott Foster on the game. Extender. Somebody's Nick, Nick Bavetta. Some of the nicknames they've had over the years with these guys. Uh-huh. And, oh, man. It's just, again, it can't happen. Again, Stern refused to do it. And um, Silver? Silver's refusing to do it, too. Everyone's well aware of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Give them a different assignment. It's like the Crawford thing. The the. Uh, Mavericks were like two and twenty-four when he officiated one of their games in the playoffs. Cubans like this is this got to be an investigation. Yeah. Now I know the Celtics really blew that last game, but right. I can come right back over the uh, top and say the Bucks blew the previous game. The Bucks had a that was the first loss of the yeah. year when the Bucks were up by ten that late in the game. Well, the Boston history thing though too. One hundred and forty-one and zero at home if they had a nine-point lead or more entering the fourth quarter in the uh-huh. playoffs, and up up fourteen with ten minutes, you let it get away. Yeah. I, see, I, I think I'm not betting the game before it starts. But I do think we're going to get a Game 7 there. I would be a little bit surprised. I'm rooting for it. My heart says, please give us Memphis and Golden State Game 7. Oh, I'd love to see Golden State go out of the playoffs. Oh, I'd love to see Squeaky. Up next, in-pocket plays, along with uh, tonight's card. Uh, some more on this game. Won't you know it? The series change. Some of these numbers are startling. The series changed when this coach made one small adjustment. Time now in pocket plays while we have pending and what we are betting moving forward. Uh, finals MVP in the NBA, Chris Paul 9 to 1. Vesna, Chesterkin, even money from a uh, long time ago. Lightning to win the series minus 110. That was after game two. I'm going to do nothing with it before the game starts. Maybe if Tampa gets out to a 1 0, 2 0 lead, I'll come back with a little bit of Toronto. Uh, Angels the other day with Otani, 118 versus the Rays. Bet that overnight, and then, of course, everybody's sitting for the Angels, including Mike Trout. Thanks, buddy. They lost the game. McClanahan was awesome. And uh, today I'm going to go Reds team total over 3.5, minus 125, fading Mitch Keller and the Pirates. I like the game over as well, over 8. Winner with the Lightning. What are we at, 8, 17, 18 in a row now? Going back off a loss in the playoffs. No overtime at William Hill. Minus 150, loser. 
Panth- uh, Rangers 15-1 to to win the East in trouble. Lightning to win the series. Mavs to win the championship 25-1. to Also have them 12-1 to to win the conference. Memphis 12-1 to to win the West. I get something. Yeah, the other thing, too. You want to give the basketball gods the middle finger. I hope something be- I hope they lose. You don't punt on a playoff game. To be down 55 against Memphis, oh. I hope it comes back to haunt Golden State. That, right, you, what well, they did. they're not the only team. The, the, sure. the 76ers punted basically yeah, last no, night. That's, yeah, Two that's, or three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Oh, I couldn't believe it. You take guys out of the game, you don't even foul? So bad. That's it? We're on opposite sides. I like the Bucks tonight. I, 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 even though I think the Celtics are the best team in the league, they come, they give away a game like that, and now you got to, got to win two, and you have to short memory and come back. I think the champs get it done, and the kiss of death. Producer Dan, oh, there's no way that the team's going to have an 18-point lead tonight. He says, yeah. if I lose this one, I'm done with this prop. I've lost three in a row. Largest lead under 17 and a half points in the Bucks Celtics game. But we get a close game. The NBA playoffs. We're getting it's deep into the series now. Right, right. I mean, come on, right? Let's go here. Uh, in pocket is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials uh, posted after noon Eastern at betrivers.com. The last game where the Bucks came back. I mean, that was some championship moxie right there. Sure was. On the ropes, completely dead. And what they did in the final, you know, quarter. And by the way, this sums it up. Great tweets from uh, our buddy Micah Adams. The Celtics led 93-79. From that point on, they were outscored 31 to 14. The Bucks got seven offensive rebounds to one for the Celtics. They out-rebounded them on the defensive glass 7 to 4. Assist to turnover 7 to 2 for the Bucks, 2 to 4 for the Celtics. Offensive rating 163.2 for the Bucks. 77.8 for the Celtics. And this part I could not understand when I was watching the game. The usage rate, uh, rates for the Celtics in the fourth quarter. From the beginning of the fourth quarter to the three-minute mark, Tatum 47.1, Brown 33.3, Smart 0. In the final three minutes, Tatum 28.6, Brown 14.3, Smart 42.9. What happened? Smart was terrible down the stretch. Why Why terrible. was he the, the, the center point, the focal point of what they were trying to do on offense? I got to tell you. He has the ball again, up three, Freak steals it from him. Holiday hits the three. Then he gets the block shot, saves it off him. Then uh, what was the? He's miss- bringing the ball up the court, right? Then the missed free throw, the putback by uh, Portis, who's had a good series and was he had yes, 14 very much and 15. So. Uh, and then then he, he has the steal there. Uh, well, that was at, that was the when they were down after Portis had the uh, the tipping. But then then he has the steal at the end too when it was a three point game. Holiday just, rips it from him. I Ugh. I have a major problem with what he gets away with, Marcus Smart. Major problem. Again, the su- I've pointed this out throughout the playoffs. The sudden reputation that he earned this year for being Defensive Player of the Year. He gets so many calls. He gets away with hacking people when he's swiping at the ball. He's been a flopper and, for a long time. And the flopping is so been. out of control. I he cannot. I have the Celtics 18-1 to 1 to win the East. Yes, I would love to win it. I can't root for a guy like him. Mm. I hate watching him play. It's like James, he's my new James Harden. Wow. I've done a 180 on Brunson. That's enough already. Stop acting like someone shot you on every I can't, I, It's so bad for the game. Oh, boy. I, I but they reward it. That's the problem. I, that's, I know it. And End that's it. what drives me nuts. All this goes away if you don't reward it. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know what he's doing. You saw the foul on Chris Paul. He never touched him. Just doing, flailing, going, having a conniption out there every time. What doing is Begging this? Begging for soccer. calls constantly. Yeah. Right. Drives me it's nuts. Enough of that. It's enough. And there's this on the other game tonight. Steven Adams back in the lineup right. for the last two games. Offensive rating for the Grizzlies, 127.7. 
Defensive rating, 94.4. The net rating last two games for the Grizzlies, plus 33.5. Uh, it's NBA. I know. You just see, look at the Phoenix series, right? But they're 5-0 and at home in the playoffs. The last three home playoff wins by an average of 13 points per game. But with without Kerr, you really want to – Poole did nothing in the last game either. Well, that, you really want to – He got hurt. He was hurt there for a while. Yeah. But this is totally – this is house money. Free roll here from Memphis. And I, I've never seen – can you imagine – can you believe what happened in game five? To be down 55, 57 points, whatever it was. I believe they I score saw – 130 something, 134 points after they were held to 41 in the first half and – I couldn't saw, crack 100 in the previous game. I saw a tweet on teams to lose by 50 or more in the playoffs. What? I believe it was There's from. A stat? Yeah, because I believe <laughs> I believe it was from. Uh, was it eventual champions that lost by 50 or more? Like it's happened to, to four teams in history. It happened to the Warriors once already. Well, the Bucks got run out last year against the Nets. It's game two. Yeah, but I don't think they lost they by 30. 50. Well, I know it was 30, but I, yeah, no, the stat is actually 50. <laughs> And so, like, they would be the fifth team ever out to, I believe, to win the championship and lose in that playoffs by 50 wow. points or more. Wow. That's it. But how many times have teams gotten blown out by 50 points? I, I Yeah, that's, that that's, should be impossible. I just have a tough time, like, when you play like that. That's why, not to, again, not to completely yeah. overreact, but if the Suns are this good, are they going to... And I know Booker was hurt, but and the Pelicans are feisty. That was a tough series. I don't know. You can't you can't get blown out on the road every time you go to Dallas. I don't know what's going on. It, it's bizarre, right? It really is. Can Chris get, Paul, all of a sudden. I know. Can Ooh. I give you this um, a little bit more here? Thank you to uh, our Angle Sports on Twitter. When Scott Foster is the head of the officials, right for a certain game, the team that is trailing in the series is twenty and five straight up. That's why they call him the extender, and he is on Buck Celtics tonight. And don't forget, there was a game already in the series where in the final 16 minutes, the Celtics shot 17 free throws, the Bucks shot zero. That's tough Good to fun. do. Good fun. If it happens again tonight, uh, people are going be. to be screaming, holy hell. Uh, well, Twitter will break if he's on the Suns game. Everyone knows the Chris Ball thing now. Uh-huh. And he can't stand them. Well, and he even said, well, people paid us to watch him, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a good comment. That, that if he is, uh, if he's on game seven. You know what? I, I don't know. Google is history, too, by the way. He was best friends with Donaghy. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. They would talk before and after games in 50-second increments. And the, uh, it, it, uh, Okay. Stern cleared him. Okay. Still wanted him to uh, be the official on games. Yeah. Right. Big assignment, too. Makes right. a lot of sense. Big assignment. Huge games. Sure. You know, there is a good chance where he does the game tonight and turns right around and does the game on Sunday. That can happen. I think he was the best man in his wedding. I think you're right. He was. <laughs> what do you think they're talking about? I don't talk to my I don't call my girlfriend that much. Well, when they're I mean, call, when they're calling each other right be, before, before and games after are games? starting. Hey pal, how's the weather? Oh, good to talk to you again. They are exchanging. Have a good one. They are exchanging or going over information. I mean, come on. But Stern was just so No, he's the yeah. only guy. That's Nothing. it. Nothing yeah. is ever going to happen in this league. Did you did you ever see the Gilbert Arenas interview from a couple weeks ago? What Stern said to him, right? No. Rest in peace. He goes, uh, "If you fight me on this, remember when they did the gun thing? That's right. When it came out. He said, if, if you fight me on this, I will take away your contract." And Arenas was coming into the meeting all cocky. I did nothing wrong. 
I didn't have a loaded gun. It was Crittenden. I'm fine. Right. And then they were doing up he'll, pregame. He'll, he goes, I'll come for your contract. He goes, well, I'd make like $200 million. Go, okay, how do, how, but how can but a commissioner do that? That's Stern. That was Stern. I will come and now negate the contract. I'll come over the top and it's void. Yep. You know, he loved, speaking of food with uh, Howell, Stern loved pigs in a blanket. That's an underrated appetizer. I love them. How do you know that? Uh, it was well known that he, they were always on the menu at, par, at parties he was at. Simmons talked about it once on a podcast. Uh. He loved pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a Demanded blanket. it was on the menu. Had to have it. Demanded it. Loved pigs in a blanket. Well, that's a strange demand. Yeah. Out of all things, I'm not showing up <laughs> tonight good. unless you have pigs in a blanket, pal. Better be there. It better be there for a food option. I will say this, though. Like, <laughs> breakfast as dinner, wildly underrated. Sure. I mean, that, that's a, not all a the time. Steak. You know, once yeah. in a while. Eggs. Sure. Scrambled. Sure. No, yes. Toast. No Big doubt. Toast. Fired it up. Yes, for uh-huh. sure. Yeah. Pigs in a blanket. Chicken tenders at steakhouses. That's. The Howell kid. Can't, I, I can't imagine. Did you, you maybe you should draft uh, pass on him in the draft just because of that? <laughs> Poor decision making. Gotta tell you, Sam. Yeah. We love you. We're gonna take you in the second round. But what the hell is this? Yeah. Word got out. We we understand what you do. You don't you don't like Seif. The the game that you're most excited about over the weekend. Toronto Tampa game. Zero to three. That's the game. Good luck. We'll talk to you in Monday. See you. I, I don't have it. I don't have an email, so I can't. If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our VEASAN sports betting experts are working 24-7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a baseball game or a football championship, and our team grinds year-round to help improve your betting night, to help improve your betting night, to help improve your betting night, to help improve your betting night.